Good morning, everyone. Amen. Good to see everyone here in Sunday school this morning, and uh, glad that you have made it uh, through the week. Hopefully, your uh, presence here means that you've made it through the week, and uh, you made it through Thanksgiving and through Black Thursday, Friday, whatever day it is now, that you made it through all of that. So glad that you are back in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Our ushers are going to be taking our Sunday school offering here. And uh, as we do that, uh, we have a couple of announcements. Uh, Today, we will be taking an offering in our main service for Christmas at our place. So if you can help out with that, we do this instead of asking for food donations. We just uh, take a one-time offering, uh, and that goes towards purchasing food for Christmas at our place. So if you can help out with that at all, uh, that would be greatly appreciated if you could do that. Also, uh, starting tomorrow, tomorrow, Tuesday, and uh, Wednesday is uh, prayer and fasting right after Thanksgiving. Isn't that just wonderful? That just great. Uh, so that will be tomorrow starting at 7, Tuesday at 7. And then Wednesday we'll be having service. The kids will be having a uh, kids revival back here in Kids Church. Uh, someone, they have a speaker coming in. So uh, we're believing the Lord to fill children with the Holy Ghost Wednesday night. And uh, we'll be praying towards that as well. They've had several filled with the Holy Ghost this year, and I'm thankful for that. Amen. And I'm believing the Lord to do great things again Wednesday. So remember those announcements, uh, prayer and fasting the next uh, three days, and then also our offering uh, today. And uh, we have been, in the month of November, we've been blessed by having uh, different speakers, special speakers in our Sunday school class. Uh, And they've talked about different aspects of gratefulness and thankfulness and I've been blessed hearing what people have to say and what God has has shared with them uh, and then what they've shared with us. And this morning, uh, we have our last speaker here in the month of November that's going to share with us. And uh, I'd like you to welcome Sister Becky Wilmoth. She's going to be coming and sharing with us this morning. So why don't you welcome her today as she comes and shares with us what the Lord has given her today. Amen. Give her one more hand clap as she comes across the front now. Thank you, Brother Kelly. Praise the Lord, church. You know, I I say that because there's a lot of power in what we speak. And that's what I'm going to talk to you today. The power of speaking thankful. I know that's not proper grammar, but when I get finished, you will understand why I say that. There is so much power in our words. And... My four-year-old grandson, several weeks ago, walked into pre-K, and the teachers greeted him by name, and his response was, praise the Lord, church. So what you and I speak is very important. We're going to start off today with Luke, the 17th chapter, verses 11 through 19. I just want you to know that I love this church with my whole heart. And I'm grateful every day for this church. As Brother Mark said last week, I'm the caboose of being thankful. And Brother Kevin and Sister Shayla and Brother Mark, they all stole my notes. Every one of them. But the Lord did lay something on my heart. Luke, the 17th chapter. We're going to start with verse number 11. And it says, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem 
that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he, as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was cleansed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Let's pray. Amen. You see, earlier in this chapter, the apostles asked the Lord to increase their faith. Just a few verses earlier, Lord, Lord, increase our faith. The keys to this miracle are faith, thankfulness, and humility. The story of the ten lepers is only recorded in the book of Luke. You know, a lot of times different stories in the Bible are told from a different perspective from different disciples, but this, the book of Luke is the only time that this story is mentioned. And Luke was a physician, so I'm sure he was probably an expert on leprosy. You see, leprosy was a skin disease that was very contagious. If you touched someone who had leprosy, you got it. If you touched an article of their clothing, you got it. If you went to their house, you got it. So it was a very serious skin disease. Leviticus, the 13th chapter, verse number 3, and Leviticus 13, 46. Leviticus 13, 3 says, And the priest shall look on the plague in the skin of the flesh, and when the hair in the plague is turned white, and the plague in sight be deeper than the skin of his flesh, it is a plague of leprosy, and the priest shall look on him and pronounce him unclean. Those were dreaded words. Unclean. Verse number 46 in, in Leviticus 13 says, All the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone without the camp. Shall his habitation be? You got kicked out of town. You had leprosy. You were done. You, you couldn't come inside the city, city gates. You had to stay outside with the other lepers. But you see, leprosy not only affected the person with the disease. It affected their entire home. It affected their family. It affected their livelihood. They couldn't hug their children. 
They couldn't sleep or eat in their own home. They couldn't work to support their family. And they couldn't go to the temple. Sometimes we take those things for granted. That we get to do those things. Those things are the, some of the things that we should probably be more thankful for. Because we get to be able to go to work. We get to be able to eat and sleep in our own home. We get to be able to eat with our family. You know, most of us have spent the last week with some form or family or friends, and we're blessed. We are very blessed. We got to be with all of our children and grandchildren but one. And she lives in Alaska, and she was here last week. So, but that's a major blessing to have all of your family together, to be able to eat together, and, or whether it's friends. We take those things sometimes for, for granted. Leprosy was devastating to the whole family. And when I studied out the word whole, it also meant household. You see, when that leper came back, he not only was he made whole, but now his family was made whole. Because, see, he was the piece that was missing. He was, he was, he was the dad. He was the husband. He was the provider. So think about the, the, the desperateness of that family without him. But when he was made whole, his household was made whole. Yes, all ten were healed. And I'm sure they were probably thankful too. And they were Jews, so Jesus being a Jew, I mean, you know, he should have healed them. He, they're, they're Jewish. But this guy... It made a note that he was a Samaritan. You know, sometimes when we were we was in the class of eat this book, you know that one phrase in the verse can make a difference. Eat that, you know, eat this book taught us you can phrase or word or however you want to study it, but that one word Samaritan changed the whole situation. When Jesus told them to go show themselves to the priests, he was obeying the letter of the law from Leviticus. The thing is, is you and I do not know how far they walked before they realized they were cleansed. All they know is that Jesus told them to go and obey. Was it, was it one foot? Was it, was it five? Was it ten feet? We don't know. And sometimes when you and I are in situations, we don't know how long we're going to have to walk. We don't know how far we're going to have to walk. All we know is that we are obeying God because this is what he told us to do. So many times, you know, it, maybe, maybe it is 10 feet. Maybe it's a half of a mile. We don't know because, you see, they were outside the camp. They were outside the camp. They weren't in the city right in the midst of things. No, they were outside the camp. So they had to walk all the way to the priest. And somewhere along that way, they realized that they were cleansed. It says, as they went. It didn't mean they stood there and waited. It was as they went, they were cleansed. As they were walking, as they were obeying, as they were hoping, and as they were praying. Because, see, their life had been devastated as well. Their families had been devastated as well. 
by that leprosy. You see, they had all heard about Jesus, and they were desperate for a miracle. But you see, there was something in that Samaritan. Something clicked. Something as he went. There was something that clicked in his mind and clicked in his heart. And he realized, I've been told my whole life that Jews and Samaritans weren't supposed to like each other. My whole life, I've been told they were, they were bad. But this is the one who healed him. And so what he does, he turns around and he says, verse number 15, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice. When you get that miracle, folks, you're not going to be quiet. With a loud voice, glorified God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten, but where are the nine? They are not found. They returned to give glory to God. Save this stranger. And he said unto him, rise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. You see, in the pediatric ICU waiting room, I didn't care who was there. In the Mount Vernon emergency room, I didn't care who was there. I didn't, I didn't worry about offending someone by thanking Jesus and praising him and talking in tongues and giving God the glory. I didn't care. He didn't either. Everybody probably thought he was crazy, number one, for going back. For number two, with a loud voice. This is a Samaritan, and he's glorifying a Jew. What is wrong with this guy? But you see, he realized he was cleansed. He realized he could go back to his family. He realized he could go back to his home. He realized he could go back to his job to support his family. With all of those things in mind, he turned back. Because you see, leprosy rotted fingers. It would rot their face. It would rot their hands, their feet, their nose. And yes, all ten were healed, but only that one was made whole. All because, not just because he was thankful, but he returned to give thanks. He returned to give thanks with a loud voice. The Samaritan didn't care what anybody else thought. But you see, he changed his situation not only by just being thankful, but speaking thankful. There is so much power. So much power. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 2. Ephesians 2 verse number two says where in times past you walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience i just want you to know we can change the atmosphere with our thanksgiving and with our praise the molecular i don't i don't have all the scientific 
statistics and things. And, but I do know that, and, and, and we know in a service when we begin to thank Jesus and we begin to praise and, and we begin to worship that the atmosphere changes. And it not only changes us, but it changes those next to us. We don't know what they've went. Maybe they didn't have a family get together this week. Maybe they don't have the friends that, that, that you have that you can fellowship and you can call and you can text and you can get together with. But you can change the atmosphere right then and right there for them. And that's exactly what he was doing. He was changing the atmosphere. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I have a little posty note on my desk that, that I wrote one day. It's, you know, the same number of letters, but it's all how you use those letters. It can either be, you can do it, or, what were you thinking? Or, Really? It's all in what you choose to speak. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Be careful what you speak. Be careful what you speak, especially to your children. You will either give them something to build upon or something that they have to recover from. You and I, we, we choose our words every day. Every day, we choose our words. I want to do my best to choose to build up. To give people something to build upon, not to have to recover from. Psalms 107, 1 and 2. This is one of my absolute favorite two verses in the Bible. Psalms 107 and 1 says, Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. No longer did he have to say, unclean, 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 unclean. Now, redeemed, redeemed, redeemed. I'm redeemed. I'm clean. And no longer, no longer have to holler out, I'm a drug addict. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a thief. I'm a liar. I'm an outcast. Now I'm clean. I'm redeemed. I'm a part of the body of Christ. Jesus mentioned, where are the other nine? Why aren't they giving thanks? Where are the other nine? Why aren't they giving thanks? Your life can be healed and be made whole. The people in your life can be healed, delivered, redeemed, set free by what you and I speak. You know, sometimes 
faith will require us to go out of our way. Sometimes it's inconvenient, and not everybody will understand. But I'm pretty sure some wondered why this Samaritan was going back. Like I said, they probably thought he was crazy. Why, why was he giving honor and glory to him? But you see, Jesus honored his faith. He honored his faith. You know, a lot of times when you're praying for a backslider, this is not in my notes, this just crossed my mind. When you're praying for someone who is backslid, I always pray, God, restore their faith. Because somewhere along the way, their faith has either came in doubt to them or they had a crisis of their faith. So you pray, you know, Jesus said, I pray that your faith fail you not. And so a lot of times when you pray things, a lot of times we have to speak things by faith. Sometimes you just have to speak it. There's a lot of things in my life that I had to speak by faith. You know, when, when you get a word from the Lord and, and you, don't, you, know, you don't see any of the results of it yet, but you know that you've heard from God, you just have to speak that by faith. And when we are desperate, we'll throw ourselves at Jesus' feet. You see, God desires for us to be thankful. You know, I heard a, I was going down the road one day and I was praying and I heard a word from the Lord. And the Lord said, I have Ezekiel in the palm of my hands. I have Ezekiel in the palm of my hands. I didn't know Jessica and the babies were going to be here today when, when I wrote this. But there's our miracle. (laughs) Sitting right there. If you ever wanted to see what a miracle looks like, you can look at Ezekiel James Wilmoth. You can look at Nicole Jenkins. When God speaks it, sometimes that may be the only thing that you have to hang on to. But when something is spoken to you, It changes you. It changes your world. It changes your atmosphere. Sometimes, not everybody's going to understand. Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. Gratitude is riches, but complaint is poverty. You see, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm thankful for not being where I used to be. Sister Nancy Granquist, she had a song years ago, Thank God I'm Not What I Used to Be. That's my theme song. I may not be there. I have not arrived. (laughs) But I'm not what I used to be. God's been good to me. And I'm thankful every day. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You know, how many times have you prayed for the will of God? We all have. 
Lord, I, what, what is your will? Whenever we were praying about moving up north, you know, I kept saying, Lord, your will, your will, whatever your will is, God, you provide and all those things. And one day the Lord said, you've not asked me what my will is. It got my attention. So I asked the Lord, Lord, what is your will? And the Lord spoke to me and he said, go to Decatur and I will put you in a good church. And he did. My husband worked in Decatur. We lived in a little town called Blue Mound and we went to church in Taylorville. And I'm thankful every day it was the perfect will of God for us to go there. God changed our life there, didn't he? God changed our life in that place. And everything give thanks you know romans eight twenty eight says and we know all things work together for good to them that love god and are the called according to his purpose it doesn't say all good things it says all things work together for good to them that love god and sometimes you wonder what in the world is going on where is god i thought god was going to do this i thought god said Yes, he did. And yes, he's going to. Maybe it's just not in your way and in my way. Maybe it's not in your timing or in my timing. Maybe it's just not, you know, who would have thought that 10 lepers would have been healed, but only one came back to thank him. That's not very good percentage. When you think about one out of 10 came back to thank God for cleansing them, for putting their life back to them. They can go back to their family, all of those things. And because the one spoke and said, thank you, he glorified God with a loud voice. Thank you. You know, what's the first thing that we teach our children when they're toddlers? Please and thank you. But I think sometimes in preaching to the choir, okay, sometimes as adults, we forget to say that. We forget to say thank you. We get to forget to say please. You know, my, my husband has a gas ministry. I don't know how many of you know it, but my husband has a gas ministry. He keeps my van full of gas. He gets the oil changed. He gets it detailed. He gets, takes care of all that stuff for me. And I do my very best to every time he fills up my gas tank to tell him thank you. Because that's something that I don't have to do. And that doesn't seem like a big deal. And yes, I'm a big girl. I can fill up my own tank. And I do if I have to, if he's not around. But I try my best to tell him thank you. Don't I? And that's not something that I always did. Just confessing. It's not something that I... I didn't always tell my husband, thank you for things. But as I told you here not too long ago, I read the book of 101 Ways to Change Your Husband. Number one was start being nice to your husband. Who'd have thunk it? Number two, tell him please and thank you. How about that? 
you know, and Sister Shayla, she even mentioned it. When someone gives you a gift and they express their gratitude to you, what are the chances that you're more likely going to get them something than if you give someone a gift and they're like, oh. And so when this Samaritan, when he came back and he thanked Jesus and glorified God with a loud voice, he was putting something out there in the atmosphere. And then Jesus said, Thy faith hath made thee whole. The others were cleansed. He was made whole. His hands were restored. His feet were restored. His face was restored. We all want to be healed and made whole, but there, there is a difference. There's a difference between being healed and made whole, and this, this scripture shows that. I got this quote from a friend. It says, Long before Thanksgiving became a national holiday, giving thanks was linked with the will of God. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God and Christ concerning you. The Bible is very specific about the will of God in two areas, giving thanks and being saved. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Thanksgiving is not just a day or a season. It's a lifestyle. It's a choice that you and I make every day. Thankful living results in a joy-filled life and the will of God concerning us. In the November issue of Pentecostal Life, it said, Developing a mindset of actively giving thanks will improve one's physical, mental, emotional, social, and spiritual well-being. Looking for opportunities to give thanks will force the mind to focus more on the positive aspects of life rather than the negative. You and I, we have the power to speak thankful. Speaking thankfully. I'm not sure which of that is correct grammar, but that's okay. But you and I, we have that power to speak thankful. There's so many things that we have to be thankful for. Look at this beautiful gymnasium. I am so thankful. You know, maybe we all don't have a mansion here, but we're going to get one someday. But thankful for the roof that we have over our head. Maybe we all don't make a billion dollars a year at our job, but thankful we have a job. Many don't. Thankful for dirty dishes, that means we got to eat. Thankful for dirty clothes, that means that we got something to wear. There's so many things, and you know, that old song came to mind, count your blessings, name them one by one. And if we start counting those blessings, I'm sure that list is going to be a lot longer than the, what we really need that we don't have. We have the power to speak thankful, and it will not only change our life, it could possibly be the saving of someone else's. What kind of impact did it have when that Samaritan went back and was made whole? What, 
What kind of impact, even the other nine that were healed, what kind of impact did that have on the priests? Because it had been years since a leper had been healed. Healed. There's a difference. You and I, we have that power. Thankfulness changed that Samaritan's life and his family's life. What happened when he went back to his neighborhood? What happened when he went in the city and he no longer had to holler, I'm unclean, I'm unclean. He was showing everybody, look, look, look. I have fingers. I have toes. My nose is back. All of those things. He changed the whole atmosphere of his home. What about his job? He went back to his job. You know, how many of us, when we go back to our job and we tell him, look what the Lord has done. You can change the atmosphere in your work. The most joyful person isn't the one who has the most, but the one who is thankful for the most. We have the power to change the atmosphere with thanksgiving and praise. I saw a post on Facebook one day that said, what if tomorrow all you had is what you gave thanks for today? What if tomorrow the only thing you had is what you gave thanks for today? Some days I would be in serious trouble or the next day I wouldn't have much. Because it's something that you and I, we have, to, we have to make it a lifestyle change. You know, just because of the world. We, we live in a fallen, sinful world. And because of that, you hear a lot of murmuring and complaining. And, and well, why don't I have this? And why don't I have that? I, sh- I should deserve this. I should get this. How about thankful that I have that job. Thankful I have this church. Thankful I have my pastor. Thankful I have my family. I have my children. I have my grandchildren. The thing that amazes me is when he said, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice, glorified God loud loud heaven's not going to be quiet after 30 minutes just so everyone knows first 30 minutes silence after that buckle up it's going to get loud I plan on doing my part Because I know where God's brought me from. I know how good he has been to me. I can never, I wasn't, I wasn't quiet when I was in the world. I am not going to be quiet now. I didn't play my music quiet in the world. I was the one that drove by that you heard thump, thump. That was me. So I'm not going to play it quiet now. You know, to whom much is given, much is required. You know, who forgiven much, love much. That's me. 
You know, I know where God brought me from. I know how wretched I was. I know how good he has been to me. So I am not going to be quiet about his goodness and his mercy. You know, mercy, when he said have mercy on us, it wasn't just for forgiveness. When you and I, when we hear mercy, a lot of times we, we correlate that with forgiveness. And, and that's part of it. Mercy and grace, that's part of it. But this type of mercy was healing and made whole. So when you and I, when we talk about mercy, there is so much of it that we don't even, we can't even fathom in our carnal minds what mercy actually covers. But you see, he covered me. He covered me. He covered you. You know, not everybody grew up in a white picket fence, Susie, homemaker, 2.5 kid house. I didn't. So you and I, we know the value of mercy and grace in our life. We know how, how effective someone has been in our life. You can go down the list and name the people that spoke positive things into your life. And when you speak that positive thing into someone else's life, not only is it something for you, but it's something for them. That may be the one thing that keeps them from going over the edge. That may be the one thing that keeps them from walking out and driving off a cliff. What if, what, if, what if he hadn't have went back to thank Jesus? Yeah, he was still healed. It says, as they went, they were cleansed. I said it wasn't one foot, five foot. We don't know. The Bible doesn't say. But it was just as they went, so they obeyed. Sometimes that you know, obedience is better than sacrifice. So sometimes it's just in the obeying. We know what to do. No, no, it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to. I'm speaking it by faith. You and I, we can speak things into existence. That's why it's, we have to be so careful what we speak to our children. You know, maybe, maybe your, your son or your daughter is not the best guitar player or saxophone player in the world. But you have the ability to speak it to them. You are doing so good. Oh, you just keep practicing. You are, you are absolutely amazing. And then the next thing you know, that child is going to be one of the best guitar players and best saxophone players on the planet. But it was your vocabulary. It was your spirit. It was your, what you spoke out into that atmosphere is what made or broke that child. Or not just a child, but somebody else in your world. We all don't have the same world. Yes, we all go to church together and we're all part of the body of Christ. And I love every one of you. But we all don't have the same world that we live in. We all, we all work or go to school in different places. But we have the choice to change that atmosphere and that environment by what we speak. If we can speak thankfulness. I had a friend of mine, she told me one day, she said, you always say you have good church. I said, we do. 
<laughs> she says, but you, you say it all the time that you had an amazing service and the spirit of God moved and, and people's lives were changed. And, you know, and I said, this person doesn't know Jesus that said this to me, just so you know. They don't know Jesus. But she, that's what she said to me. She says, you always say that. I said, it's true. I'm speaking things. I want to speak that into her life so that she knows that if she ever walks through those back doors back there, that there's going to be good church. The Spirit of God's going to be moving. She's going to hear the best preaching on the planet. She's going to hear the best music on the planet. And she's going to feel the presence of God. You and I, we have that choice. And, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm, we all, every one of us have that person in our life. We all have that person. That we want to speak it. We want to make sure that they understand that their life can be changed. This Samaritan's life was changed because he went back and glorified God and gave thanks with a loud voice. You know, when God does something in your life, is not the time to be quiet. You know, when God moves in your family, in your home, on your job, even in, in, in this service, in this, this atmosphere, that's not the time to be quiet. That's the time to glorify God and thank him. Because when you thank someone, guess what's going to happen? They're more likely to show up again. They're more likely to give a gift again. And if you ever wonder what the will of God is for your life, I had somebody tell me one time <clears throat> that they had read a scripture and it talked about the will of God and they knew they were okay as long as they followed that scripture. Because whatever the will of God is, that's where you and I need to be. Our job and our part of it is we need to praise God. We need to be thankful. And I know we've all had, most of us have had the Thanksgiving dinner and now we're gearing up for Christmas and, and all of those things. But when I looked around at Thanksgiving, the meal was fabulous. I didn't have to cook it. All I had to do was the dessert. Thank you, Jesus. But the meal was fabulous. We had a great time. But that's not what I was thankful for. I was thankful because I had three miracle babies in that room. God's been good to me. I will never run out of things to be thankful for. And when we talk about our family and our friends, and you know, you realize these 10 lepers, they'd been hanging around together because they had leprosy. What's the chance of them hanging around together if they hadn't had leprosy? So the Samaritan had a complete different outlook than the Jews did. But because they had spent that time together, they had became friends. It has nothing to do with ethnicity. It has to do with spirit of God. What, what do we have on the inside? God has been so good to every one of us. Like I said, if you want to know what the will of God in everything, give thanks. Thank you, Lord, for my home. Thank you, Lord, for my family. Thank you, Lord, for my job. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. 
Thank you for this church, God. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. That, that may not be the thing that we talk about at Thanksgiving and at Christmas because we're focused on what we have and the things that we have. And at Christmas, you know, we focus on the birth of Jesus. But thank God for the cross. I didn't deserve it. I don't deserve this. You know, most of us, if we were in the Old Testament, we probably should have been stoned. We should have been taken out and stoned. But thankful for the mercy and the grace of God and the blood. Those things right there, if you don't have anything else to be thankful for, that right there is enough to be thankful for. I want to read that last verse again, then I'm going to turn it back over to Brother Kyle. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Jesus didn't lay hands on him. We don't, that's not what it takes. Faith. Yes, there is, you know, we need to lay hands on people and they shall recover. That's absolutely scriptural. But what I'm saying, that day, Jesus spoke you know, even when Satan came against him, Jesus spoke the word. It is written. The power in our voice, the power in our tongue, we don't realize how much good we can do or how much harm we can do. But I want to choose to be thankful because, and he said unto him, Arise, get up, go back to your home, or go show thyself to the priest first, and then go home, because your faith has made you whole. I'm thankful for the nine that was cleansed. I'm thankful for that healed, but whole. I want to be whole. And you and I become whole when we are thankful. That's when we become whole. We all have scars that nobody can see. But not only were they, this Samaritan was healed, he was made whole. And that's how you and I become whole, is thanksgiving and praise.